0: Before we get into this episode, just a quick note that the name of this series changed from All Things Considered to Lately after we made the decision to open the series up to lots of different voices. I hope you enjoyed the episode.
1: I have been, you know, drawn to the sea for a very long time and, you know, I've always liked the sea, I think like many people, but One of the things that really drew me to it in a very sort of well-being focused way was after the pretty tragic sudden death of my mum when she was 47. She sadly um, died very suddenly, very instantly of a brain hemorrhage without warning. So it threw me and my family into disarray. I was a young, recent PhD graduate at the time in my 20s living in London doing my first kind of academic university job. And um, I came back to Ireland to try and, you know, help the family to recover from that. And shortly afterwards, uh, I'm from Wicklow, but shortly afterwards, I
2: was offered a lovely job
1: in the west of Ireland in County Mayo and um, i stayed in westport the night before the interview for the job and i just fell in love with it and because i was reeling so much from what had just happened and you know the the shock and the surrealism i really needed to be somewhere wild and open and free and the sea and the atlantic coast and the wind and the air and the water just did that for me it just helped me to heal um and yeah come back into my body a little bit again um and and cope with that sort of the shock i think of of trauma whatever your trauma is in life leaves you sometimes feeling very numb and the water particularly cold water and the wild weather of the west of ireland um interacts with that numbness somehow to bring you back into yourself a little bit and that was where my real sort of intuitive uh, water and well-being
0: experience. It was only when I no longer had access to it That I realised the role of the sea in my life Over the three years I lived in London I would mythologise the sea with my friend Heather Reminiscing on walks by Sandy Mound Strand Holiday swims in Wexford And weeks spent surrounded by the ocean At Irish College on Moor. Growing up, I'd taken the sea for granted. As soon as we learned to drive, the sea was where we went to share secrets, cry over boys' of report cards, or even for a breakup or two. In London, I found a similar but not quite equal solace in the canal, which became a ritualistic walking spot. Now back in Dublin, I live within walking distance to the sea, the novelty of which is yet to wear off. It will be difficult to miss the recent uptake in sea swimming, or at least the rise of dry ropes. As the sea became a national topic of conversation, I considered how the sea means different things to different people, and whether there is a science to why we crave blue spaces. I'm Amelia Cullen, and this is All Things Considered, a podcast about why we do the things we do. This episode opened with Dr. Catherine Kelly sharing her connection to the sea. Dr. Catherine Kelly is an academic and wellbeing practitioner, and we continue our conversation about how integral the sea has been to her work. Dr Catherine Kelly is the author of Blue Spaces, How and Why Water Can Make You Feel Better.
1: Ten years later when I returned back to the UK and my academic research um, led me to be able to explain um, a little bit better some of these relationships between nature, landscapes and well-being, and I moved. I'm a, I'm a geographer with a, a degree in stress management. Um, so I'm really interested in that relationship between places and, and how they make us feel and how they make us feel better in particular. Um, so, yeah, I moved to Brighton, moved back to London and then moved down to Brighton here about 10 years ago. And I live five minutes from the sea and I get into it every day, pretty much all year round. Um, And I've met a wonderful band of women called the Salty Seabirds in Brighton and we all swim together. And yeah, it has been really life changing and it's very much an integral part of my life and who I am and my research and my writing and my practice and all kinds of stuff. So it's the watery glue that holds everything together for me.
0: Catherine highlighted the relationship between the sea and well-being. And the communities which can form around sea swimming.
1: From a research point of view, well-being point of view, social well-being is hugely important to us. And I think you only have to look at lockdown to see how much we've all suffered by being locked away inside, and even the most solitary and introverted of us of which I can be very much like that. You know, we all suffered from just not being allowed to be around each other and to be out in open spaces. So I think um, any kind of outdoor swimming group, whether it's rivers, lakes, seas um, really offer something really wonderful because they give us joy. They encourage us to keep going um, and all the other benefits, you know, the physical and psychological benefits. We can't access them if we don't keep going. So it's the social that encourages us and invites us in that sense of community and friendship. You know, my Salty Seabirds um, group over here are the most fun people that I know. You know, and I know Ireland is well known for being for the crack and stuff. There's not a huge amount of that in, in supply over here. But the sea swimming group definitely have it. Um, And you see people's faces when they get out of the sea, look on Instagram and watch the smiles, you know, there, you can't help having an ear to ear grin when you've been in the sea. It it allows you to be joyful and playful and, you know, shrieking and screaming with the cold with other people um, and probably a bit of choice language um, just makes you sort of laugh, you know, and there's lots of, you know, tea and cake and stuff afterwards, which is You know very sharing and bonding and you know i think you encourage each other in a lovely way that you don't often get as adults you know once you leave school or university um unless you're involved in some kind of formal team sports it tends to be you know very few sort of spaces for that kind of community of joy and fun that isn't related to work or children so i think that's a really lovely thing
0: catherine described how her book came about and how it bridges her research within academia, her lived experience, and her role as a mindfulness practitioner. I'm,
1: as I said, I'm an academic, so I wrote a journal article about three years ago um, for the Journal of Marine Policy, which is a really pretty much kind of quite a dry old journal, if I'm honest. Um, But I wrote a paper called I Need the Sea and the Sea Needs Me. And then there was a clever academic subtitle to it. But basically, that was it. And they wanted me to change the name of it because they thought it was too lowbrow. But I didn't. And it was basically about our kind of relationship with water. And a lot of the whole sort of climate change and environmental discussions in the world at the moment are quite rightly very heavy. And it often feels, especially for young people and for a lot of people, really, that we can't access that. It seems too big and too much. So my point in that paper was, if the water makes us feel good, if the sea looks after me and my well-being and my soul and my, you know, whatever it is we need from it, then I'm going to look after it. So it was a discussion about how that sort of personalised relationship on how water makes us feel could be a way into that sort of sustainability and sort of conservation um, ethos. And that feels doable if it's personal. I will look after my playground because it's where I go for my joy and my peace. And yeah, so from there, from that article coming out, which, you know, you write academic journal articles and they disappear into a black hole and you put them on a reading list for your students and that's kind of it. Um, But the Guardian newspaper, which is the big newspaper over here in the UK, um, picked it up and they interviewed me for um, a great big piece called We Do Like To Be Beside the Seaside. So myself and other people who had um, done some research on on water and well-being were appeared in this piece. And then a few months later, um, a publisher approached me, looked me up a little bit and said, you seem like a strange mix of a person now. You're an academic with a personal story and you're a wellbeing practitioner. So I do, I run um, wellbeing programmes over here in the UK called Chill Squad. And I also run a Wild Blue School, which is a coastal education programme. So they said, would you like to write a book for us um, that has some of the research, some practical exercises and some personal stories in it? And I thought... Yeah, all right, so I will. (laughs) So it wasn't that I had a specific idea of what I wanted to do and I went around trying to flog a book proposal. It was they approached me and said, We'd like something like this. Would you do it? And I I said, I would. And I said, I would right before COVID (laughs) arrived. So I'd signed the contract before all this. So it was, you know, little did I know what was ahead of me. So I wrote quite a lot of the book in the parked back seat of my car to escape my children and my partner and the noise in the house of homeschooling and everybody being on top of each other. So it was the only place I could get any peace. Um, So that's how the book came about. And it is a a mixture of all those three things. It's my story. And I've collected lots of stories from other people around the world about why water has helped them and how Um, it has an easy to read kind of chapter on the research on how it improves our well-being and it also has lots of practical exercises that you can do um in or near water just little meditations and relaxations to enhance your well-being which again is not for everybody but they're in little boxes so you can go back to them um and pick
0: them up as and when you feel like doing that sort of thing as well Catherine told me about chill squad the wellbeing programme that she runs for young people. She developed the programme after she became concerned about the number of children and young people that she saw really struggling with their sense of themselves, worry and so on. The programme allows her to practise what she preaches, not becoming an academic who writes lots of papers, but doesn't actually do anything. Catherine delivers class and lunchtime sessions in schools, as well as working with teachers in classrooms for four, six or even ten week programmes. Based in mindfulness, the sessions work to create a safe space, gradually building relationships of trust, calm and instilling a little bit of self-esteem. Catherine explains the science behind it. The
1: science behind it is around neuroscience of the brain and how our Um, fear responses our anxiety responses take over when our amygdala is over stimulated and um, bringing that back into ourselves through our lovely parasympathetic nervous system which is our rest repose um, system that allows us to think clearly and calmly um, to heal and to rest but it isn't it can't work if we're constantly hitting the the alarm button the 999 you know panic response which let's face it the last two years has been very much about being in a state of heightened alert so yeah I've I've done a lot of work in the last couple of months in particular helping young people transition back to school for example um, and there's an awful lot of demand there at the moment because you know everybody is upside down so chill squad I've taught thousands of children now at this point in the UK and um, I do you know weekend workshops as well for families. I train teachers um, for their inset training days. And also I've done some training courses in Dublin as well with people who work with young people to teach them how to deliver the different programs, parts of the
0: program, yeah. Catherine spoke about her research and the science of what happens when we are in or around water.
1: Well, there's lots of, there's lots of different research on it. Um, Some of it is very scientific and it's to do with the body, the physiology of the body, how cold water affects our heart rate, how it affects um, our responses. So in particular, research is starting to show that um, cold water immersion, so getting down in the water uh, with your face down, usually as well for a little part of it, stimulates something called our vagus nerve and that um, induces an anti-inflammatory response in the body, particularly in the first two or three minutes of being in the water. And inflammation um, research is showing is one of the big reasons um, behind things like depression, anxiety, even things like IBS Um, migraines and menopause um, symptoms and and things like that so inflammation is kind of where it's at in terms of trying to you know cope with it and the sea is a natural anti-inflammatory space cold water in particular so it helps our bodies on on many levels research is also starting to show that it reduces our stress hormones adrenaline and cortisol when we are in and next to water. So even looking at um, blue space views improves our well-being. Um, our breathing regulates. We drop our shoulders. We automatically exhale and let go often of some of those busy thoughts that we are holding on to because we are connected to our bodies. So we come into our bodies when we're in or next to water in a way that other environments don't induce okay so it's really shown to be one of the most powerful natural environments that we can be in and you know i think it was wallace j nichols in his book blue mind says you know the sea meditates you you don't have to try at it you don't have to think am i doing it right is my breathing okay you know am i on an inhalation or an exhalation you're very very present when you are in the water Because you have to be, you know, you have to notice what you're doing and you're also looking around you and you're noticing the sky, the surface of the water, the feel of the water. It's a very sensory landscape, you know, you notice how it feels, how it looks, how it tastes if you go underwater, how it smells um, and, and how it sounds, you know. So the sound of the waves on the pebbles or the sound of lapping water is very meditative. Um, It changes our brain chemistry. It allows that sympathetic nervous system to quieten that alarm, you know, react what's going on, fear response, and it allows our other one, our parasympathetic nervous system to kick in because our breathing regulates and it sends all the right messages to the parts of our brain that allows our body to relax. So it's really powerful, you know. and there is this sense of connection. I think when we're in water, we connect to ourselves. We connect to the water. And if you're in a group, you connect to others. And that's very powerful.
0: Catherine shared her own experiences of craving blue space. I lived by the sea in, or I lived by the river in
1: London um, by the Thames in Granite, and That's where I still work, actually. But yeah, as soon as ever I could, I moved down to Brighton too because like that if I was having a bad day or a bad moment and I write a bit about that in the book as well there was one episode where I had a particularly kind of bad day at work and you know unpleasant meeting and stuff and I just got my stuff and I got up out of the meeting I didn't even say hello goodbye or anything and I just took my bag and I got straight on the train to Brighton that was before I moved there and I just had to get down to the sea and I stayed there for two days <laughs> I had nothing with me. I just brought a toothbrush and something in the shop when I got there, a new swimsuit. And, you know, and it was a very strong urge like that as well, that this is where I need to go to clear my head and to be back in my body. And to because when you get into the water, if you purposefully and intentionally, as you get into the water, tell yourself to let go of all the stuff that you don't need in that moment. The sea does that for you. I mean it does it anyway but if you do it with intention it's very powerful you know and it
0: it really works. Catherine spoke about the gratifying response to her book and how she believes Covid in particular has made people really search out nature, freedom, water and connections.
1: I think blue spaces do that um, for us so the reaction has been lovely. I've had Oh look! I've had people all over the world send me um things on my um at Blue Spaces UK Instagram account with pictures of them with the book in <clears throat> all these lovely settings. You know the Scottish Highlands and the Yorkshire Dales, lakes, rivers, waterfalls. It's really you know it's very humbling and very surreal, to be honest. Um, so the public response has been gorgeous.
0: Catherine highlighted that professionally, the book has brought lots of exciting opportunities, including creating courses for the Open University, a potential project with the UK Environment Agency, and meetings with the UK's National Health Service about social prescribing, possibly offering a programme of blue space well-being via GP services. A new thing called um,
1: a Blue Spaces Forum, with a panel that I would be on, to bring together all the kind of multidisciplinary interests in how we can look after the sea for our well-being sea and rivers. Um so that and, and that's with a view to making a government policy statement to do with it. That's what the book has done in terms of just opening out a whole kind of possible discussion around this isn't just anecdotal or whatever, you know, this works for people and let's look at it. As a as an intervention for keeping ourselves well. At the end of the day, all that I want from this book is that people will get in the water or go to it, if, even if you don't get into it, but realize that it's a good place to be to make yourself, you know, feel well. And you know, I again be very nervous of the difference between mental illness and mental well being. Um, it won't cure mental illness, but it may prevent one maybe from taking hold or it will improve our mental health and our well-being in, you know, a soft way that is is kind to us and allows us to be kind to ourselves and each other.
0: I spoke with some sea swimmers to understand whether their experience reflected Catherine's research. Ona Mandy of the Instagram page Ripple Effect Ireland chatted with me about their passion for sea swimming, something Mandy has recently started to share with her daughter Jade. They discuss starting the page, their own journeys with sea swimming, what they've learned as the account in its community have grown, what they're hoping to do next, and some tips for people who are ready to take the plunge.
2: set the page up originally back in around January 2021, so it's around five months old now. The idea came to me one time in the water. I basically wanted to uh, share my experience of sea swimming with other people. And the name actually came from a conversation that I had with my wife around 12 years ago. The name Ripple Effect, I always thought actually that's... That, that that means a lot to me. I feel like we're, we're going to do something with that. And we kind of had that conversation. Then, when I set up the Instagram pages, well, do you know what? Actually, I think the ripple effect will work really well for, for this kind of page. And then, after a couple of few posts, I got pretty good feedback from people about my experience of Seaswomen. What I decided to do then was, well, actually, why not open this up to other people? And actually, because I started to think, well, actually, maybe people's experience of Seaswomen. Will be very different to my sh- experience of, of sea swimming. So, shout out to Sha Doyle, my first volunteer, He was brave enough to uh, talk about her sea swim experience. I was actually born in Belfast and I moved down to Dublin when I was around nine years of age. So, it's the first time I was actually near the coast, didn't have to get like do a day trip ring for, with my family. And my dad was a big keen sea swimmer. Um, shout out to my dad, by the way, he's turning 90 next week. So, happy birthday, dad. <laughs> Yeah, so he was big into the seas and he kind of forced myself and my brother. I think the first time we ever experienced the Sea was, I think he might have thrown us in when we were nine years old in our <laughs> underpants. So that was my first experience. So I don't know how soon I went for a dip after being thrown in. Yeah, so I was doing it for quite a while when I was younger, and then probably during my teenage years, I, I kind of stopped it. It probably wasn't cool, or I was busy doing other things and then um as I got a bit older I think I just started to get this appreciation for like how close it was to the coast I found I, I think even back when I was around 21 um if I was going through a really bad time or if I kind of had a lot in my mind when I go in for a dip I always felt a little bit better and yeah I kind of always had that in my head but then I used to kind of go with a group of lads and that kind of fell away um as I moved away as well I lived in Galway and Newcastle again on the coast in recent years I moved back to Dublin around five years ago one of the things I was most looking forward to was getting back into the sea swimming like 40 foot for me is like my sanctuary it's um, it's somewhere I just go and sit have a coffee watch people jump in scream in the face when people hit the cold water it was something I, I really loved doing so I kind of decided, said to myself look I'm going to go see swimming a lot more because I'm very fortunate to have it on my doorstep where the ripple effect came from was like I probably went through a, a very tough time in january i think um like i can suffer from i suffer from mental health issues i found that the one thing that was my constant that make me feel better was to see and um i, I just kind of wanted to sh- that's again why i wanted to share this on instagram and kind of go like okay well actually i might just put it there do you know what this is it's okay to not feel okay and actually do something like susu and if it, it makes you feel better and again that kind of then grew into like well let's feature other people. they might be like we all might be doing the same thing by the sea, but we might be getting different experiences from it. So since starting the ripple effect page, just I've, I've kind of opened my world to a whole new community of people like like-minded like me, very easy to chat to. and yeah, it just kind of made me feel as like I was part of a group again.
3: I've lived in Munstown for about 11 years. I'm originally from Kilimana in Tallis, so nowhere near the sea. But I've always been a sea baby, uh, or a water baby, let's say. When I moved, I just always used to look at these people and be like, how are they doing that? Are they mad? Like, all year, getting in and out of the sea. But they always came out with a smile on their face. In 2019, I said, right, not just this summer with my daughter. I'm going to do it. Got in and realised that the after effect, I was like, jeez, this is brilliant, you know, this great crack. Just felt amazing after it. I had a swim buddy and then she moved away and I was like, oh, I've no one no, now to swim with. <laughs> but I went down one day and I just felt so, you know, confident afterwards. Then I decided that I'd go and set, uh, set myself up for a seven-day, with a still, a seven-day meditation course. And after the meditation and the cacao, I just felt like absolute bliss and I was like, I have to go down to the sea. So I went down and every day for those seven days I did it. And that was around the start of lockdown. And I said, look, I'm going to have to keep this up because I have a whole day done before I start my job. So when it set me up for the day, I had so much more focus. I was buzzing, really. Throughout the last couple of months, it's just become part of my day. When I met Owen and Ripple Effect Ireland, I was like, wow, I thought I was the only one maybe that felt a bit insecure going down by myself or with one or two other people like oh god is there someone looking at me like scarred for my life you know but i quickly realized that nobody does give a shit like everyone is there to really get something out of the sea for themselves
2: when we set up the page I was really surprised With how varied the answers were Because I think after a few it's like Oh it's going to be the same thing You know I get a feel refreshed Alive, reset But actually there's been Loads of different answers And one of the phrases that I heard someone say was It's like moving meditation And it's like the ebbs And flows of the waves Are kind of like Like just swimming And being alone with the sea Just give them some sort of stillness And actually someone Like actually this is Someone I was chatting to me A few years ago it Was actually an, uh, a lady I met down the 40 foot And we kind of talked about this And this is before I kind of was probably aware Of like even meditation or properly kind of knew what it was and I was saying like I was like Do you know I feel it's mad I kind of feel like it's really healing for me I don't mean physically but I mean mentally and she was like well of course she's like the one thing about the IRC is when you're in the IRC you're only thinking I'm in the IRC <laughs> you know you're not thinking about your worries because we have that like you know the freshness of it as well and it kind of just seems to cut through the madness in your head and, and it can sometimes like silence the, the noise in your head as well so and I even now when I meditate Like when I tried to meditate, I actually, the first kind of image that comes to my mind is me kind of floating on top of the water, because I'm like, that's my sanctuary. And like, I'm not a religious person, but I'm quite a spiritual person. Like, I feel like I get that real sense from the page as well. It is a real spiritual thing for a lot of people, like being there and just being that calm. You can talk to someone if you want to. If you don't want to talk to someone you don't have to, yeah, it's just, it's really powerful. There's been some amazing stories, really, really touching stories. And, and another thing we're really appreciative of the people on the page for doing is they've been so open. People who don't know us are very trusting, telling us kind of their most personal things. It's been, it's been amazing and it's given me, I think if I hadn't appreciated to see as much as I do now, you know, like it's given me a new appreciation for itself. So it gives people like that time to go, okay, well, what does this eat? Why do I see swim? It's not just because I feel good. It's because it allows me to be, I know in particularly in my case, be a better husband, to be a better father, to be more energetic, just to be happier. And I feel like, you know, everyone around me benefits from that. Hence the ripple effect. It's been, it's been amazing. I know there was someone contacted us, got us back in February because my wife said to me have you seen the because the, 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 she was checking some of the mails coming through she, have you seen the, the mail that's been sent there and I was like no and she was like uh, read this one so this woman really contacted us and she just said and this is back back in the early days when we had like a few people kind of featured um, she messaged us and said that she had been afraid to see swim and she hadn't seen swim for 35 years she decided after looking at the page like I'm going to give it a go and there's actually this amazing kind of like Really blurry photo like um of her getting into the sea for the first time in thirty five years, and she talked about how this kind old man helped her and and it was just I think then was the first time we we're like actually this is having a real impact on people, you know it's just been amazing and again the, the, the variety of answers and people, and like one thing we were talking about earlier on as well was where. Would you meet the like the difference in people? Because there's such a like range of people there. Yeah. Like I was, was swimming like two weeks ago, I was swimming beside a judge. And, like yeah. the only time I'd probably speak to a judge if I was in trouble. People chatting to anybody, yeah. you've all got like, a common ground, and you hear the like, the odd joke, and you're going in like, oh, I left the immersion on there for you and all. So yeah, it just kind of brings you all kind of down as one community. You're all the same, mm-hmm. and you've all got one interest about trying to better yourselves and, and enjoy the sea.
3: Just hearing people's stories has opened my mind up a lot uh, to how everyone goes to, let's say, the sea and they get in, but everyone has a different perspective of what they want to take from the sea. You know, there's been a couple of stories that people feel really connected to nature, they feel really connected to themselves. But the biggest surprise for myself most recently was... One lady, she said, she feels really connected to her dad that passed. And there's been a couple of stories, hasn't there, like that people have mentioned that maybe their parents were really big sea swimmers or loved the sea or they have fond memories of the sea. And when they go to the sea, they feel really connected to them. I just thought that was amazing. And it's just, it's so lovely to see that. And you wouldn't, you don't know what's going on in someone's head when you see them. You know, everyone always comes out with a big smile on their face and a big good morning, you know, and it's, it's a bit of crack, like, and everyone's so positive. But you, you just actually, it made me realise, that was my biggest surprise, it made me realise that you don't know what's going on in someone's head. As much as you hear this, and especially over the last year, the resilience of those people that are going for themselves or to reconnect with nature or to reconnect with maybe their family that have passed or... Whatever it might be, it's just been such a surprise for myself really because it's just so beautiful just to see them lit up. They're just so bright when they get out of the sea and even in the sea and just having those little moments to yourself, whether it be rain, hail, snow, sunny, cloudy, no matter what the day, people still do it and to watch them really take the time for themselves, it's absolutely beautiful. It's spreading that ripple effect and that positive Positive, like someone comes to the page and they see it, they're like, "Oh God, I'm, I'm actually not the only one that is maybe going through this. Maybe there is something in the in the sea, you're popping your feet in it, even putting your hands in it. Just something. There's there is something about it, and it's so lovely that when people do come to the page, they can see what effects it has for everybody else, and it does have that real positive ripple effect. And I think that's why people like to share because they see the effect themselves. So if they are open to sharing and being featured on the page, they know what it does for them. And they know that like indirectly, they're just helping so many more people as well at the same time. Like there's never been a situation really where I've reached out to somebody that I know loves to go in even for two seconds. Like they never say no. Everyone knows that it's so good for you. They're only too delighted to share that with other people because they know it can help other people. So it's been a pleasure. And I think back on my journey of sea swimming, definitely uh, around the early stages, I went to British Bay one day, I was just having a really bit of a bad day. And I said, right, I'm gonna go somewhere different. Um, this was before the 2K lockdown and stuff like that. And we went out to British Bay and I just thought it was absolutely gorgeous. And just the length of the beach and the sea was actually quite warm and the waves. And I just turned into a little six year old. I was having a great, I was having a great time. <laughs>
2: Well as, uh, if on our page probably the most common answer is go with someone and I would strongly recommend that just because obviously the sea is amazing but you've obviously got to keep your eye on it as well because it's obviously it can be really dangerous but it's something actually we've been thinking about quite a bit as well because again the most common answer we get is go with someone but not everyone has someone to go with and now it's become more popular people are I know I've been contacted by a few people saying well do you know there are any groups to meet up so what we're kind of hoping to do is um, set up a Facebook page where people can then set up groups and they can maybe arrange to meet at different points just because I know there is an amazing community there but I know there's a lot of people who might and maybe not have friends who want to see mm-hmm. swim and they want to join mm-hmm. something. So um, we're hoping to set something up like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the number one advice for me is yeah, just make sure you have a good coffee with your good tea. Make sure you I think the main one is know where you're swimming. Um go with someone. You can do obviously the things like you get a dry robe if it's cold and, you know, some people I see with a hot water bottle for their feet, which is pretty genius. But yeah, I think just honestly just give it a go as well. Like you know it's all about See someone teaches you all about like overcoming your fears and resilience so i think just go in wherever you want to go in go slow or if you're one of those people like me just kind of want i'm just going to get this over and done with (laughs) give that a go as well so but yeah there's loads of advice on our page so check it out
0: how she went from allergic to her
4: swimsuit
2: to sea swimming evangelist.
4: Here's where I started. It was September of last year. Everything was in very darkness as we all know. We were all locked down. It was terrible. I have two small kids. Um, Things were very bad for everybody. I felt completely terrible and I was like, okay, well, look, I've got to do something here and I didn't you know, it's probably one of those moments that you think to yourself, oh, maybe I could contact a professional. But then just doing that, going through those steps just just seemed too difficult. Too much more life admin. And you're like, oh, fuck it. okay. And I definitely need something now, like instant. And uh, then I was like, right, well, I could throw myself in front of traffic um, or scream at a stranger. Or what about the sea? So I live in Dunleary, a great place. And uh, it's close by the sea there. And I got on my bike then and I went down to the sea and I just fired myself in. So it was September, so the temperature wasn't as cold as it gets, but it was it's always cold. And uh, then I thought I was gonna die and I got out and then something happened and I was like, I think I feel better, I definitely feel better. I think that worked and it was that shock that, uh, that was the thing. And I got out and a few days passed and I was like, I'm gonna try that again. And I tried it again. I was like, oh no, this is helping. But at that point, it wasn't something that I wanted. It was like, I'm gonna fight myself into this sea. You know what I mean? You know, you're like, I don't want to do this. I think I have to do this. I definitely got something out of it. And I am not a mindful person. I can't do that stuff, I tried the yoga, I can't, like, I I just can't seem to access whatever everyone else was talking about. And that has been the case for me when people talk about things and, you know, you try them and you're like, those people are lying. This is all nonsense, they're delusional and I can't access whatever they're telling me is good about that thing, right? But this is different. There's a lot of things that I like about it. I like the fact that it's free. I like the fact that you just need talks. You can do it alone if you're safe and there's other people there. You don't need a gang necessarily. Where I get in, there's always people. Um, you didn't need any you know, training necessarily and it was so accessible. And the second I got down there, so September, it was only very old people. And I was like, right, well they're doing this I must be able to do it too. And I kind of, they started talking to me and telling me things like, don't do that. Get in there, you're gonna need shoes. Don't forget, you know, what about a little mat for your feet when you get out? And I was like, okay, I can get all of those things organized. And that's how it started. And it, look, look, everyone is sick of hearing this about sea swimming, right? But I'm telling you, it is a thing. It works. It realigned me completely. Like, that moment of, I'm definitely going to die. I never felt anything as extreme ever, other than childbirth, um, to kind of bring you into, uh, you know, the here and now, I guess. And uh, all that chit-chat about being present, I think that's, that's when I understood what that meant. I was, like, allergic to getting into my togs anywhere. I never wanted to get involved. I think for me, it was a body thing that I just didn't want to, like, for me, it was just about, and then the fact that it was September and there's nobody really around, it sort of removed that uh, body element for me. I was like, okay, you know, it's not going to be a competition down there for, you know, best bod or, it sort of didn't matter. matter. Then I began to embrace my, what I called, winter trousers. And uh, I just, then I, I just, it has completely freed me. I feel it has been a turning point in my life, for sure. And it's something, I think, as well, after you have kids, you you can get this feeling of disappearing. You forget who you are and you become less important for most people, I think, and you end up pretty low on the list of things to look after during the day. And finding something that's yours becomes more and more difficult. Time floats away and, you know, this is something quick if you're close by requires no preparation, you can get it done, and, my God. Then I started trying to drag friends in with me. Very difficult, as I turned out, but then the ones that did come, was like for Dan, right, my partner. So I was like, look, look, come on. He had been swimming more than me in the sea as the years went by, so I thought like he'd be an expert. But no, as it turns out, I became the expert. But what it was, was it came back to breathing. It was like, you know, when you get in and you start panicking and you're breathing fast and that sort of elevates it. That's the opposite of what you do. If you can get in and slow your breathing right down, that's the key, what has been for me. See, as the waters got warmer, I started to kind of swim then, like go places, which I you can't really do in the winter time because what, you have a window of like six minutes before you're hypothermic. You get that claw hand and you're like, oh, I think I'm, like in the winter time when you're going and you start enjoying it, that's the danger zone. Then you're like, oh, you know you need to get out now, otherwise you could, I don't know, die. But that element of almost dying as well is sort of addictive, isn't it? It's like, it, it feels like an extreme sport. It becomes part of your day and I think that now that the water's warmer, I'm really missing that cold. I'm looking forward to the shock days again because that, there's something in that, I think. Anyway, it has been completely, I'm hooked, hook line and sinker. And I don't know, it's, I feel very lucky to be able to do it, that I can go there. But I tell you, if we moved, I would certainly make it my business to travel. The key for me is being alone. I like to go on my own, be at my own speed. Because here's the other thing, you go down and you need a certain amount of bottle to get in. So if you're waiting on somebody, that's torture. I'm feeling frightened and nervous and I don't know if I want to do this. So you can't be waiting on anybody. In your own speed, there is definitely solitude out there and peace. And it's amazing. And seriously it is. Because I would have listened to this and thought, full of shit, definitely convinces herself, hallucinating. But I'm telling you now, it's a thing. It is great. Although, you know, it can be dangerous. So you have to be careful. They're also, that element of maybe risk is a part of the goodness. Calculate, you know what I mean? Out of your comfort zone, pushing yourself, calculate a risk. But yeah, definitely, get a few armbands. bands. Nothing wrong with a life jacket. Don't forget your whistle. Maybe a flare. Just get on a boat, in fact. The experiences of Jen,
0: Mandy, and Um each reflect the ideas and research shared by Catherine. While everyone's relationship to the sea may differ, It's clear that our craving for blue spaces comes from an instinctive understanding
4: of their benefit. I'm Amelia Cullen,
0: and this has been All Things Considered.
4: Get in. Don't delay. Stuff yourself in the freezing ocean. Today. Vitamin C.